Welcome to Bulletproof Hustle. I'm your host, Darnell Brown, and this is a podcast full of short, candid, motivational truth bombs to help you get out of your own way and break new ground in life and in business. You don't know me, but that's mostly my fault, for I haven't shared my whole story. I've shared tidbits and little pieces throughout almost every episode. But I know it's not the same as walking you through it with me and taking you on a journey into how I got to the man I am today. I expressed on an early episode that I didn't feel like I had a story worth sharing because it's so unconventional and I didn't think it was interesting. But you all have been teaching me to find a way to tell that story that is succinct and exciting and keeps you engaged, but also ties everything together together. And you can decipher in it, you know, kind of what molded me into this person. In reflecting on my life right now at age 35, I can break it up into three distinct phases. So I thought that this episode here would be all about the first phase. And I will tell my story as if I'm living through it in real time just to try something different, because why not? I don't know if you all saw that movie Boyhood, but that movie was kind of, it was filmed in real time over like 10 years or something like that. And one of the main characters, the boy in it, he he had aged over the course of the filming and he's the same actor. So that kind of inspired this form of me telling this in real time. So though this isn't the complete picture, of course I can't, tell you my life story in, you know, the next 10, 15 minutes. These are some of the most seminal moments in my life that I remember. So while I'm telling it to you in real time, so I know I'm going to leave out some things. Uh, I'm just putting that forewarning ahead right now. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into it. So this is phase one. It's 1989. I'm five years old. I'm living in the south side of Chicago, Illinois. I'm in kindergarten right now. It's the first day of class. I share my first kiss with this girl under a table for some reason. I think she likes me. I definitely like her. And this is a first, it's the first kiss. So naturally she becomes my girlfriend. Later this same year, I've been sent home with a first place award for a drawing of a lion that I don't even remember drawing. My parents are proud. I realize I can draw and it feels good. Later, I also realized that, man, I can do this. This is, this may be something that I can do forever. I have a younger brother. We're close. We play with our friends in the neighborhood. We're having a good time. It's 1990. I'm six now. And my pops, after work, brought home the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action one. I sit down in front of the TV and I'm watching it and it changes my world forever. 
I like those characters. I like those turtles. And now I'm drawing them all the time. It's the one time, the first time I do remember drawing. And I'm trying to draw, you know, Michelangelo, he's my favorite one. I'm drawing him, doing cool moves. And I'm just stuck in front of this movie, watching this and having my mind blown right now. It's 1993. I get my first pair of rollerblades for my birthday. I'm natural with it too. Later, probably the same week, we go see Jurassic Park at the theater and I have a Big Mac for my lunch. I'm with my parents and probably my brother as well. It's my last significant memory of life in Chicago. It's August, 1993 now, and we're on a Greyhound bus bound for Charlotte, North Carolina. My auntie lives here and my parents are trying to live better lives. And my auntie told her that there are jobs available here. So that's why we're moving from Chicago to Charlotte. But I'm traumatized about losing my friends, my home, my school. I felt like my life was wrecked. We get to Charlotte and eventually to my aunt's home where we were welcomed to stay for a while. She has two children. They're my cousins. One of my two cousins, the boy, he knows who he is. I'm not trying to mention names on this. Is one of the most unique people that I've ever met. He put me onto so many things. We did so many gymnastics and stuff together, hanging out, watching Kung Fu flicks, etc. But at this time, he's also bullying me and my brother for some reason. I don't know why, but it isn't right. But at the same time, I love him and I don't quite get it but I gotta learn to stick up for myself. Maybe this is to teach me that lesson. I'm very shy around girls I like right now. And I start to, you know, fantasize a little bit, but I'm too scared to talk to them. So I'm drawing pictures instead. I fantasize about mustering up the courage to talk to them, but can't do it for some reason, I'm too shy. That same shyness keeps my head in the books and keeps me excelling at school. School grades and recognition matter a lot to me, especially perfect attendance. I think I just wanna make my parents proud. Something instilled in me this hunger for excellence at an early age. We move out to a home a few houses down from my aunt on that same street. We hang out with more friends. We continue to do gymnastics on trampolines and mattresses in the neighborhood, eat snacks, just cool out doing normal kid stuff. But I don't get a traditional allowance right now, just a few bucks here and there since money is tight around the house. So I start picking up and selling pecans in the neighborhood. It's fall right now. 
This is my first hustle. Pick them off the trees or, or from the grounds that, you know, recently dropped pecans, put them in a bag, walk around the neighborhood and sell them for $2 a bag. I made my first cash legitimately on my own. I'm in middle school now, but I don't love the school I'm at. So I applied to join a magnet school. I'm accepted for the eighth grade year. I spend this one year making these amazing friends and these new relationships, and I love it there. And I cry when it's graduation time at the end of this eighth grade year. For some reason, I'm obsessed with speed typing. So I take the city bus back and forth from home to the library after school to use their computer, since we don't have one at home, to learn the Mavis Beacon program. That changed my life. I studied there for weeks because I was just really interested in learning that strange administrative random task. But I learned it. I did it. I got good at it. It helped me going forward. I graduate from selling pecans to mowing lawns without my own lawnmower. I'm just going around the neighborhood, seeing if anyone needs their grass cut. And then I ended up finding this one older, older woman who was cool with that. And she paid me $25 to cut her lawn every two weeks using her lawnmower. I'm almost 15 now, so this money I'm making is huge. And then I find out this one restaurant is hiring, fast food joint. I'm almost 15. I apply to get a job there. I get hired. I'm good at it. It's fun. And in two weeks, I'm going to get my first check. This first check that I get is about $116 after taxes or something like that. The most money I'd ever made. And I know that I can get those Air Force Ones that I really want. These white, this white pair, I want it to be fresh. I get that check. But a few years ago, my mom had stopped working in 97 for reasons I don't understand right now. And now it's 1999 and I'm in high school. And the only thing I wanted to do with that check was just buy me some fresh gear, but I couldn't. I had to take part of that money, a significant portion, you know, maybe around half to pay, help pay the bills because Pop needed help paying the bills. Changed my world. Felt that that wasn't right, but I had a responsibility living under that roof and apparently being old enough to make my own money, to get the things I want, but I also need to pay these bills or at least help with them. I don't like it. I'm not feeling that and harboring resent over that right now. Eventually, during the same year, I meet my first true love at this job and we became boyfriend and girlfriend, probably my second or third girlfriend in my life through this point. We were almost inseparable 
caught buses and stuff everywhere together, worked same shifts, hung out. But then there was this one time I was with some other friends and I was spending time with some other girls, whatever, at a pool just hanging out. And word got back to my girlfriend and due to some misunderstanding, she thought that I was being unfaithful. So she kind of cheated on me and I got I got my heart broken. I drew a picture of her before that point and I was just so heartbroken I didn't eat and stuff for a while that I burned the picture. And I, I was so heartbroken over that. But I move on with my life. It's 2001, still holding down the same job, catching the city bus back and forth from high school, city bus back home from work later on that evening. I hang out with my best friends a lot during this time, from school, from the neighborhood, from work. I meet my spiritual big brother who took me back and forth some of those times while I was working where we had the same shifts so that I wouldn't have to catch the bus. I could save a little bit of money and then get home quicker as well too. Just a good positive influence on me. Uh, didn't try to get me into living the street life or anything. He takes me home sometimes. So those are during those visits. And I really appreciate that. I'm doing so well at school that I have more than enough credits to graduate, but I'm in the 11th grade now. But I still have to take the senior exit exam to, to officially graduate. I only need 20 credits to, you know, 20 high school credits to graduate. I have 32 and I'm only in 11th grade. This job, this restaurant was taking its toll because I'm still helping pay bills at the house. I'm still trying to get things that I wanted, that I want, that are fly to me at this age. So with this job taking its toll, I feel like I need an easier life. So I applied to downgrade to a lesser school, an easier school where I could kind of just cruise through in my final year of grade school for senior year. That's exactly what I do. I'm skipping classes. I'm playing around, it's a joke. I'm not even going to some classes cause I know I just need to do the senior exit exam really. That's the only point of me going, kind of breeze through it. Now I'm at a record store to pick up Jay-Z's Blueprint album. And the event that shocked the world just happened to be playing on TV behind the clerk as I go to make my purchase. That's September 11th, 2001. I don't understand the gravity of what happens because everybody was just in shock. So I ride back to school on the city bus because I'm skipping that day, but I'm going to this one class I like and I'm still not really processing. I'm just vibing to the album. I really don't understand what happened. And school is dismissed when I get there, back to school later that afternoon. And then I really understand, okay, maybe something really dangerous happened. Because again, I don't understand the full story. I just see replays and I didn't watch the news that much anyway. So looking back 
at this first third of my life, I realized I was blessed by being born an artist, an artist, which myself and the late great Picasso believe that all children are artists. This is something that we all share that's available to each and every one of us. But perhaps more importantly, I feel like I was also born with grit and ambition and discipline. All Because all of these things came easy to me and they felt obvious. I thought that everyone had that same drive, but most people I grew up with were going left and I went right. They went down one path and I forged my own, but it felt natural, which is why I know that it's beyond, beyond me, right? That's my life force. That is, these are forces that are beyond my control that are just instilled within me. And when they come easy to you or when they feel automatic, that's kind of how you know that there's some element of divine intervention or some orchestration going on behind the scenes. In terms of what this means is maybe I was born different or perhaps my circumstances, specific ones molded me, helped mold me. It's who I am at my core and I now recognize that in terms of what was born, you know, what was born out of me, what, what I was gifted with. But what about you? If every child is an artist and the problem is how to remain one as an adult, you have to figure out what is that artistry for you, if it's literal or if it's something else. On part two of this three-part series, where I talk about phase two of my life, I'll share with you what happened after September 11th and after leaving high school, what these college years were like for me and what I was up to, and then up to landing my first post-college job. So looking forward to sharing that with you. I appreciate you for listening and kind of going through these feelings and emotions with me during this time. And hopefully there's something in there for you that that um, gives you more insight into the person behind the mic. And, you know, if there's anything there, let me know. Let me know what you thought about this episode and if it made sense to you, if I could elaborate on anything else. Uh, as usual, Please honestly review and rate this podcast so that other people can find it. I certainly appreciate it. And as usual, for sure, shine hard, grind harder. <laughs>